Gartner's Site Reliability Engineering, or SRE, enables organizations to fulfill their reliability needs at scale to support the demands of digital business. Site Reliability Engineering, again, or SRE, promises methods to improve resiliency in organizations while they pursue agility in digital transformation. With us today on this episode of Podcasts for Future CIOs, Wes Hummel, Vice President of Site Reliability and Cloud Engineering at PayPal, to shed light on the value of SRE in the cloud-first business operations. Wes, welcome to Podcasts for Future CIO. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having me today. Exactly what is site reliability engineering and why is it important in the context of today's multi-hybrid cloud environments? So if you look historically at how companies have managed their infrastructure and managed their applications, uh, typically it was in, in teams called operations. And operations were teams that were put together to monitor the site, see how production is performing, but often were very reactive in dealing with issues and, and problems and gaps in resiliency. And what those teams would do is find a way to get the site back to a healthy state, um, but didn't really necessarily pursue what are the systemic root causes that were causing those problems to exist? Where are there gaps in resiliency? You know, where was there a lack of redundancy? Where would we have single points of failures? And so the analogy I like to use is operations folks will often put their fingers in the dam when there's a leak. Site reliability engineers will figure out a way to build a new dam so it doesn't leak. And so why it's so important in a multi-cloud, hybrid cloud world where we need to scale at massive pace is because when you're finding systemic solves to the problems that plague your production side, to the problems that plague your infrastructure, or your applications, you solve it not just for that one time, all the times after that, and you solve it across your infrastructure, across all of your applications. Your current role is VP of Site Reliability and Cloud Engineering at PayPal. What does this role mean from the perspective of PayPal as a business, its partners, as well as the customers? If you think about PayPal as a high-performing automobile, then the cloud engineering part of our company is the the team that builds that high-performance engine that runs that car and ensures that we are as fast as we can be, that we're high performance, that everything is working very well. And the site reliability portion of that are the people that are watching all of the gauges and making sure that the speed is keeping at the levels we need it to, the RPMs are keeping at the levels we, we need and want them to, and ensuring that if there are things that are going wrong with the engine, they're figuring out how do we make the tweaks, how do we make the changes, how do we make the systemic fixes that we need to to ensure that the engine continues to perform and that we can go faster and faster and get our customers where they need to go. Sounds very stressful. How do you minimize undue stress in this role? Yeah, it can be. I think the most important thing or the best way to reduce stress is to not have incidents. Now, that's utopia, right? The way to get there is to really understand the architecture of the underlying system, to have folks that are, you know, have that engineering mindset, who understand how the network connections are created and the architecture behind that, how our compute works, how our data works. And then when we 
face those stressful issues, that we don't just fix them and then move on, that we fix them and then do a full postmortem to understand what went wrong, how did it go wrong, why did it go wrong, how can we architect better for that? How do we even architect so that we have faster monitoring and alerting and telemetry that shows we're going to have problems even before our customers see them? And so, you know, the way to get the stress out is to continue to make the system more and more resilient so that we don't have the issues. And I've been trying to work myself out of a job for many years to that end. Today, we see the convergence of on-prem, private, public, hybrid, multi-clouds, including Edge uh, more recently. How do you design and sustain an architecture that delivers the reliability of on-prem, the performance of the Edge, and the availability of the cloud? It's a really great question. I think even more challenge is designing that architecture, given the fact that we have been around for 20 years. So we have an existing architecture that's been modernized over time that we continue to evolve, as well as uh, we're an acquisitive company. So we continue to bring in new companies that we integrate into our company. So I think the most important thing there is to ensure that we really understand our customer needs. We understand where our customers are and how we can meet them where they are and how we can provide the best experiences for them. And then we look at all parts of our system and design, again, for resiliency, redundancy. You talked about the performance of the edge, moving some of those experience directly, you know, as close to our customers as we can be. You talked about the reliability, the, uh, the scalability of the cloud, ensuring that we can scale up to meet those needs of our customers. And so it really takes an architecture first view and says, how do we plan for the future? How do we satisfy the customers we need now? And then how do we ensure that whatever we're building has that scalability and can be in any region or anywhere that our customer is going to be. But then again, you depend or, or PayPal depends on, in the case of cloud, service providers that are not exactly the same. Yeah? You do operate in a multi-cloud environment. How do you ensure that your cloud service providers meet their SLA obligations to you? And how does PayPal ensure that the, you mentioned the word resilience in the face of unrelenting disruptions that we're, we've been undergoing in the last 20 years or so? Well, I think first and foremost is ensuring that we have the right measurements and we have the ability to see where our providers are when with respect to the SLAs. Uh, sometimes companies measure availability based on clock time. And if that's how you're measuring it, you're not going to really be able to tell how well your service providers are performing, whereas we measure availability through what we call uh, customer interactions and failed customer interactions. So we can actually see every single interaction that our customers have with us, and we can see which ones succeed and which ones fail. And therefore, we can actually uh, hold our service providers to specific SLAs, and we can measure those at a very fine grain. And I think the other part to your point about the, the resiliency aspect in the multiple cloud providers is how do we, or multiple providers in general, is as we build our architecture, ensuring that we don't have dependencies and shared fate in any particular availability zone, any particular region, any particular country, any particular provider. So building in a way that if we have a failure, whether it be a network device, whether it be a database, whether it be from a provider themselves, that we have redundancy and that we have resiliency built into the architecture. 
really makes it really, really complicated. Adding to the yeah. complication is M&A. You mentioned it just a few moments ago. M&A is a common strategy for businesses today, including PayPal. What are the challenges that companies will face as they integrate the disparate IT infrastructure, including applications? And what is the role of the SRE in these scenarios? It is something that we talk about and think about every single day. As you said, we're a very acquisitive company. We will continue to be an acquisitive company. And especially in the cloud world where newer companies are born in the cloud. And so as we acquire newer companies, they come over in a particular cloud provider. Now we have a what we call a we love them all approach. So we actually, of course, have relationships with all the major cloud providers. And our approach is to be multi-cloud but when it comes to workloads, be a single cloud per workload because it becomes very difficult to build abstraction and orchestration layers across clouds. Now, there will be some exceptions to that, and those exceptions will really revolve around can we get to the SLAs we need to and have the resiliency we need to in a single provider, and if not, then we go to multiple providers for that. Where SRE plays a role in this is as we acquire new companies and as we start to bring together those experiences for our customers, as we start to leverage those, you know, the value of those experiences that we're bringing in from those acquisitions, the SREs really have to understand the nature of the customer experience, what the expectations of the customers are, how we start to integrate the technology aspects. As you mentioned, the applications, the infrastructure, the network. These companies will not just be standalone companies that operate within PayPal. We will start to put them on our backbone. We will start to integrate them into our network. We will start to integrate the applications. And we have to do this while the car is still going really fast. And so the SRE job is to understand how do we start to migrate those applications? How do we start to migrate that infrastructure in a way that continues to provide availability, resiliency, reliability to our customers, but also starts to leverage the resiliency we've already built up in our existing infrastructure and applications and the scale that we can achieve through just the the sheer size of PayPal. As organizations continue to move critical business applications to the cloud, what is your recommendation to the business's IT teams as well as the CIOs to ensure that they minimize third-party originated disruptions that may impact their brand as well as their performance overall? My recommendation to companies that are first going into cloud or just now going into cloud is to to test and learn. And that's what we did. When we first started going to the cloud, we didn't immediately move our production workloads to cloud. We took our developer environments, our test environments, and we moved that to cloud so that we could actually iterate and test and learn learn about the reliability, learn about what resiliency exists, learn about how the infrastructure that you create in the cloud and how you do it is different than your on-prem infrastructure. And so how do you manage that? How do you manage across a cloud and an on-prem infrastructure to where you have kind of a seamless view of how everything's operating? So um, my advice is to test and learn, and then, but not to be afraid to start to move production workload into cloud because there's also the, the challenge that companies have where I've seen where they just have this analysis paralysis and moving to cloud is too scary and there'll be security issues and, and it's going to be super expensive. And so that iterative approach and then starting to move production workloads that are the least risky for your customers as you learn from that, I think is the best approach. 
What are some of the tools of the trade for an SRE? And do you see emerging technologies like AI uh, automation as relevant to the performance of the function, particularly in PayPal setting, a multi-cloud hybrid environment, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think the most powerful tools in an SRE's belt really revolve around the observability aspect of the system. Can we see at a high level how the system is operating? Can we drill down? Can we understand how all the pieces fit together? And AI is such a critical part of this because the ideal situation is to not have people anywhere in the mix when it comes to having incidents, when it comes to running the site. Our goal is to get to an autonomous fleet, a touchless fleet, where it runs itself. So basically, if there are failures, if we have you know a server that has a failure, it takes itself out or it gets taken out and it gets replaced by another server so that we don't experience any kind of issues. And where AI comes in is there are signals all over the place. As you can imagine, PayPal is huge and it's very complex, but there's telemetry in all of our infrastructure, in all of our applications, and all all of our network devices that we have access to. And so if you look at what we've done from an SRE perspective of PayPal, we've gone from reactive, which is putting your fingers in the dam, to responsive. And actually reactive is there's already water coming through and you're just trying to <laughs> trying to hold it down. To responsive is where, where you can kind of see the leaks coming. So you start to put your fingers in the dam before the water comes through to now proactive, which is let's look for those weak spots on the other side and patch those so that we don't have water come through to predictive, and that's where AI comes in. So getting to predictive where we can take all the telemetry we have, where we can learn from past incidents and taking that data, do machine learning algorithms on that past data, those past incidents, and say, oh, our systems can learn from this. When they see these signals in this way, there is something about to go wrong. This is where it is, and this is how we can protect against this. We can take a network device out. We can put additional capacity in. So using AI is going to be a very critical part uh, of SRE as we move forward. Most often in an IT, at least in this part of the world where I come from, they're very reactive. We're talking about reactive and proactive, right? We tend to develop an application, for example, as long as it meets the requirements that the business wants, we're done, we move on to the next project. You're suggesting that as an SRE, you need to be proactive, you need to see the holes that potentially will come. How do you encourage that change in thinking from the perspective of the developers and the rest of the IT team that tend to be accustomed to, I'll wait until something happens and then I'll go try and fix that problem. That's an excellent question. Two things really here. One is what is the customer experience and not just what is the product that we're putting out or what is what widgets do we want to put on on the UI, that, what buttons do we want to put, what does the flow look like, but what are the expectations when it comes to performance? Like how fast should that experience be? Should it be under two seconds? Should it be 2.3 seconds? What's the availability that we expect? Now, everybody would say, oh, you should have the highest availability you possibly can. That's not always necessary and that's not always the case. And that gets very expensive to engineer. And also customers don't always necessarily expect everything to be 100% available. So understanding the customer experience and the customer needs is really important in ensuring that you can build an architect and be proactive. The other thing is understanding dependencies. So we have a very large system with thousands of applications 
systems that interact with each other, having a good sense for what those dependencies are, you know, where things can go wrong, protecting against that by building in that resiliency and redundancy and thinking of worst case scenarios. So basically plan for the worst and, and then you'll build for the best by having a very resilient architecture and understanding what the definition of done is. The definition of done is in delivering code and, and you're done. The definition of done is really understanding, again, the performance characteristics, doing the full testing of that, making sure you're doing the negative testing, the pressure testing, the penetration testing, the smoke testing, really running it through its course so that you're thinking through all all the potential issues that a customer can have and you know protecting against that before you even release something. We've been through over 12 months of COVID-19, people working remotely and all that. Any learnings from the COVID-19 pandemic as viewed again from the perspective of the SRE function? Yeah, I, I think the first one, and this one, I know you asked about related to SRE, but the first one is more generic, and that's we can do pretty amazing things when a team gets together. So if you had asked us before the pandemic hit, what would it take for not only the SRE team, but your entire company to not go to work tomorrow, to work from their homes, to continue to run our business? to continue to grow at a massive pace, how long do you think it would take until we could get there? And I bet you the universal answer across almost everybody in our company would be around 12 months. Uh, we did that in a matter of a couple of weeks. So it just shows that bringing people together and really focusing on that goal is, is a very important thing. And we achieved that in many companies achieve the same. From an SRE standpoint, it was initially very concerning to me because we have what we call a command center where people are looking at all the telemetry and the graphs and the monitors and making sure our site is running well. And that's a central place where people go and they sit in that room and they look at these things and they're on calls and we couldn't have that anymore. And so how do we run our site? How do we make sure that our customers are able to transact? How do we make sure we have visibility to everything that's going on? You know, remotely in disparate locations without all the tools and phone and ability and everything else that we had before. And, and so I think it speaks to, again, to building very resilient systems that are as least dependent on people having to triage, having to deal, you know, address the issues, having to fix things, and really focusing on the engineering aspect of building highly resilient systems. And our team did an amazing job at adjusting to that, but it underscored and, and basically we were able to take advantage of years and years of prepping for that. So although it was only two or three weeks that it took us, it was actually many years in the making to where we were able to pull that off. Wes, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks for having me, Alan. Enjoyed it. That was Wes Hummel, Vice President of Site Reliability and Cloud Engineering at PayPal on the topic of the value of SRE in cloud-first business operations. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.